morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Uh, with me, Pete. Obviously, man like Mo. And we've got two very special guests with um, us today. Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on, the intro's coming. <laughs> you put the mic to my mouth, I that meant I was going to say something. I'm, I'm getting to it. So we've, got, we've yeah. got two very special guests with us today. The first, as always, Jamelia. Hey, guys. Dun, 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 dun. Secondly, the man of many names. Kevin. And many passports. <laughs> many passports. Wow. The nomad. Different Ronin. bank accounts. <laughs> Got that Swiss. <laughs> we're like, we're not even a minute in. We've already incriminated our Nigerian brother. No one said he was Nigerian until you said it. Is he? Are you trying to slide that in? Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I think they caught them, isn't it? They caught them for bribe. Yeah, yeah, it was something to do with bribe, sixty-three million or something like that. Swear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fam, we learned from the best, to be honest. <laughs> we learned from the best. Hey, spoilers! Is that spoilers? No, it's not. They should have watched, seen it already because it's coming out tomorrow. Coming yeah, out tomorrow. Yeah. Do you know what? Yeah, when um, Colombia and Japan we actually haven't yeah. introduced to Jay, by the way. Oh, we haven't, we haven't introduced yeah. to him yet. We've just knows that part of the country that is currently in the World Cup from Africa. Ghana's not part of it, so you know, <laughs> Nigeria stay reckon. What was your What was your first game saying though? First game was like testing ground. I'm saying that was a friendly as well, so it wasn't part of the World oh, Cup. Oh no, it wasn't friendly. No, 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 no. You played another game. Yeah, but we said first game. You said first game. Yeah, no, the first game in the World first Cup. World Cup. more specific, bro. <laughs> 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 We've got Jay on the podcast as well. Don't know. <laughs> All right, guys, let's let's get into Oh, before we get into it, mm. um, a shower of appreciation to Gabrielle Union. For what? <laughs> For just being her. What has no, she done? No shower of appreciation. Guys. No, no, no. Mo. Well, you need to be more liberal with the mic. <laughs> That's fine, don't worry. There's a side note. Oh, no, like I saw, I, I saw it the other day and I was like, go Gabrielle Union. What did she do? What did she do, for real? I, I, don't, I don't know, I just saw her. And, and I was thinking, you know what, yeah? Well, you saw her in person? No, I saw, a, a picture, I saw a picture of her. You saw a picture of her? Yeah, and I was thinking, you know what, yeah? And I was thinking, you know what, yeah? I don't eat salads, but if I was ever to eat a salad, I'd eat one with Gabrielle Union. Yeah, most of the Blood, what was that? It's a shout out of appreciation. For what? You don't need a reason to give someone yeah, a shout out for appreciation. You do, you do. No, you don't. You no, you don't. No, you can't. No. Has she done anything? She's been herself and she's been amazing. Well, you said you didn't even know what she did, but you, you she's an actor, actress. But have you? What? What's your reason behind the shout out? You don't have to count. You don't have to have a reason. No, why why do you want to eat salad with her? No, she's, she's, like she's a, married. She looks. Huh? She. Can we, can we clarify? <laughs> so you're saying there's no reason to give a shout out? Does that mean that if you get an award, you can get for nothing? No, 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 no. But that's what you're There's a difference between an award and a shout out. It's I could say, you know what? For no reason, Moses, I think you're a great father. But you said it was a shout out. Does that have to be Father's Day before you I say Moses is a great father? But you said the reason me being a great father. So there was a reason behind you saying no. Great. I said Moses, you're a great father. I didn't, I didn't no, say why you're a great but father. You said shout out of appreciation, and an award is a show of appreciation. No, so no there's a difference between a shout out and an award. He's reaching. There's not. That's why at, at, at the end of, 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 at the beginning of every rap, they say shout out to this person, that person. Yeah, just a shout out. Yeah, for something. Exactly. For something. And, and this for something. is, no. Yeah. Just for the sake of a shout out. No. No. Don't yes. just shout out for the sake of shout out. It, it, it kind of depends still, because if, if you're, if you're trying to seem hood, and then you're like shout out to Shout out to the man. And then you're, hmm? it's. Are you, are you hood? Basically. 
Robert's just confessing his love for Gabriel Union. Just say, you think she's a buff thing. She is. Yeah. She's got a very nice smile. You saw really her. She's a very nice and smile. He was like, damn, how long, how long did it take any to get chance to I get, I'm a shout out. Yes. Those ain't the older curves you're looking at, Robert. And wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who? <Side boss. laughs> to be fair. This is getting a bit hot here. <laughs> you know, the, the sun's shining a bit. <laughs> 47 degrees. <laughs> anyway, let's get to this because we need to. Um, this man just wasted three minutes of our lives. <laughs> Anyway, come on, please, 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 please. All right, so let's let's get serious. <laughs> let's get serious. So right. I wanted to start this off talking about um, XXX Tentacion. Say, say, yeah, say. XXX Tentacion. Tentacion. And you sound Spanish because that's how you say. Why do you sound Spanish? You have to say it Spanishly when you say it. No, I shouldn't laugh because you know, rest in peace, the guy. I guess. Rest in peace. Like, but the way you're saying his name, bro, like what? That, fam, that's how everyone says it. Uh, XXX Tentacion. 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 Anyway. Anyways. You know yeah, yeah. So for those who and don't yeah, know. I think there's a good thing you clarified Tentacion or whatever his name is because you're saying XXX like that. <laughs> doesn't help. Le- left a lot to be imagined. Well, we could start with that. We could talk about that as well. No, but yeah. misleading us the entire way through. But um, for those who don't know, um, he's a rapper. Um, he, was he, a rapper. W- he was a rapper. He was shot in his car. He was off by by the motorcycle, and then he was in his car. Some cash had robbed him, shot him. He died, and yeah, so that happened. I think on like Monday or Tuesday. One earlier of, this week. Uh, early, earlier this week, and um, and like with everything that happened with it, I thought that it would be interesting to talk about. So like with it, one of the first things I noticed was I really don't like this culture of when something bad happens people are more inclined to take out the phone to record it than actually mm. help the guy. Yeah. Because, like, you see a guy dying, you take out your phone, you record yeah. it, and then you go and give it to some, some like, new syndicate who's mm. just going to use it, not because they're concerned, but because it will bring, like, traffic to, yeah. to this person. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I think we need to become a bit more empathetic. For real. When it's it comes a, to human really, life. It's a really bad culture because this isn't the first time. And the first time I think it was, I think they, it was an older, there was an old man, there, there was an old man who was, um, who was drowning and some kids like took out the phone and they're oh, look at this guy, can't swim. Like tutus watched him drown and they were just like laughing on the video. Like, oh, is he drowning? Is he drowning? And they were laughing about it. And it turns out they got you down. And I think that they were charged with manslaughter or something like that. Oh. But it's it's a it's a really it's a really weird place we're in culture wise where mm. our first instinct isn't to help, it's to record and not necessarily to record for our own like no one's ever going back and watching those videos. Nope. We're just recording because that's what to do. Yeah. Snapchat it, it yeah. disappears in a little while. And even um those are story this isn't like specifically human. But um, I think like a dolphin washed up on a beach. And then instead of them actually phoning to try to get something done, people started taking selfies with the dolphin as the dolphin was dying. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw that. I think and it's like the dolphin died whilst people were taking selfies. Yeah. And it's just like, Whoa. I read something. Someone wrote, never has a gen- generation more diligently documented themselves doing nothing. Oh. And that's our, that's our Boris. generation now. Boris. Yeah. Even 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 that is an interesting thing to say because it's it's not we were I don't think I think we're basing that off the methods of documentation at the mm. same time because whenever we always I, I'm very aware of when we say our generation is the one doing this or doing that it's mm. like what are we basing that on the philosophers of old and, and, and the 
Greek times, I guess, mm. they spent time in isolation documenting things about themselves and humanity. Mm. Many of most much of which would have been lost in, in time because they weren't in a place that you could access as you know, as um easily as, you know, a cloud or a phone. Yeah. So like I, I, I agree to a certain extent mm. that our generation is fully focused but because we've been given the tools to do so yeah. you know we've been, everyone can afford a phone now more mm. or less that has access to the internet <coughs> and a form of documentation um, whereas back then not everyone could have pen and pens you know paper and pen or so on and so forth or if they were documenting it was them seeing it and when they see another person they say it you know but we haven't got to do that anymore so it's not I I think obviously going back to the point that mm. you know we need to have more empathy in terms of these situations and rem remind ourselves of our human nature so when we do see a tragedy we're not going straight there because that's not going to do anything no um, at all so mm. yeah but I think we have to be wary of that whole this generation does this and that yeah. it's like mm. I think um, even in, in picking up your point I think um, as you mentioned mentioned the philosophers of old um I almost see it as a lot more reflective. Mm. Um, so they were journaling and stuff on a reflective. So I've I've read a lot of well, I've come across a lot of um, like pastors' journals and stuff like that. And so they were really going through their day and then reflecting through their day and reflecting on areas where they weren't as good or they could have done better or stuff like that. I know that some other people, dear diary, I met this person today, blah blah blah, this and that. So there's that form of journaling as well. But it's almost um, when writing it down, it's almost in hindsight and reflecting. So they've they, we've lived through the moment. We've actually interacted and lived through the moment, and we've taken time to then, at the end of the day, reflect on those moments and write them down. Um, now I feel as though we're we're losing touch of just living with the moment because we're just quick to take out our phone to share the moment so it's a lot more sharing the moment rather than living the moment and you see and that at like concerts or weddings and stuff yeah, people yeah. be watching it through their, screen, through their screens as opposed to just being in and the moment it's, it's, it's good and it's, it's got as good aspects it's also got its negative aspects and I think we are in the situation which we are and we need to think around how do we do this in a way that is healthy um, but yeah I, yeah I just want to throw that in as well I think we also don't trust our memories enough. Like we, we have to capture it on a screen uh, in order to share it. But really, if you were present in the moment, you'd be able to describe it mm. to your friends in a better mm. way. And I think a lot of it is more to show others what a great time we're having mm -hmm. rather than have the great time. Mm -hmm. mm. Like it's, yeah, it's problematic. She's up. So, um, going back to Triple X. So, um, he was, I think people described him as a very pro um, polarizing character. Yeah. So, with his death, you had two sorts of people. Yeah. You had people saying, rest in peace, he was so young. Da -da 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 -da. You've got the other side of people <laughs> who are happy saying, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> he should burn in hell. <laughs> um, because of things he did um, in his in his past, he had he was he was he was on trial for a couple things like, uh, was it battery to a pregnant lady? Um, let me see. I've, I've I've got it here somewhere. Give me a second. Um, false imprisonment, uh, witness tampering, assaulting, um, domestic abuse, hmm. and then um, I think his girlfriend at the time said that he punched, strangled, kicked, and headbutted her. Mm. And and so, obviously, 
he's got quite a bit of a of a checkered history. Yeah. Mm. Um, do you think that? How can I put this? So knowing the stuff that he has allegedly done, does that mean that he we should not be sad that he's dead? Okay, let's be first of all let's be wary of the word allegedly in this situation because um, it, it's it's first of all um the 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 the, 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 the grieved party um apart from obviously his family or um are, are women that have been victims of abuse from many men who have been acquitted um and women who were not able to get their truth out um so we have to be very careful this is a very touchy subject we're on right now um because i've seen some of these arguments online and i've been off twitter for a while because in general twitter is just not not great for me but some of these um notions sentiments concerning his death have seeped onto other platforms mm. and a lot of women um are saying that it's not fair for people to demand sympathy of them just because he died when a lot of the vic- his victims or um have not received their justice that just because he was young and was on his way to changing doesn't mean that we should now be sorry that he's gone i'm not for one saying that okay we should then con condone his his passing in any way i'm not saying that at all because I, I was quite frustrated but at the same time i was i was trying to be empathetic of women who have been victims and how would i feel in that situation if my oppressor had been you know gone down if i was a victim of abuse how would i feel i couldn't imagine so i i couldn't necessarily say um you should let your feelings go but at the same time i can't say um, yes, you should be happy he's mm. gone. And, but but um, I used the word allegedly because um, in the court of law, he wasn't like charged with anything. Mm. And, there, and there have been times, like there's, there's, been, there's been flip side where um, people have been accused. And people have been accused and, it's, go through and, it and it's going to destroy that, yeah, them and then yeah. we find out that it's not true. Yeah. So even though we've got people saying that he did this and that, this mm. and that I don't want to say, yeah, he did it mm. if... He didn't, yeah. Sort of thing. So it's a very touchy. It's yeah. It's a touchy subject. I, I think my initial my initial response to it would just be, um, regardless of what he did, unfortunately, uh, with the alleged crime incidents, he still had some influence through his music. In terms of, has anybody listened to any of his music? The one that I've listened to is Push Me to the Head, All My Friends Are Dead. <laughs> it is him. That's Uzi Vert. Swear. Shout out to Uzi Vert. Oh, swear. I've never listened to him before in my life. I've, I think I've I've seen two videos of, of XXX. The first one, he was on stage and he got punched up oh, by a Drake fan. <laughs> he got knocked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because of the things he had done. Mm. And obviously he had some, um, I think he had some, uh, apparently he had some gang-related history that apparently people have said was what led to his um, mm. death as well. But yeah, I, I haven't listened to any yeah. of the music. And the, yeah. the second video I, I, um, I saw of his, <laughs> it was a music video and it was a very, it was a very interesting video. So in the video, um, there's, there's this scene where he has this little white boy and he puts a rope around the, the white boy's neck and, and, lynch, and lynches him. Wow. Which, and I, um, it got taken out of YouTube for obvious reasons. <laughs> wow. Oh, do you know what, yeah? This track that I have heard of him is called Look At Me Now. And that that song is just that the beat is dope. What's but the bar scene? The bars are very. 
are very like troubling. So, troubling. So, like, okay, on the scale of like normal to let's say um, um, a year ago. Okay, that's, that's interesting that you mentioned that because um, he he apparently he released some music earlier this year or late last year that was kind of worlds away from the music oh, from, okay. from that he, apparently he in this music he was releasing he was heard to be a changed man yeah. talking a lot not only about his, his past but talking a lot about things that people could relate to so mm-hmm. um again i haven't listened to any of his music i couldn't say for sure but apparently a lot of people even friends of mine who were against him before when they had gone to his recent stuff were like he's changed up and I, was, and I was just there like okay cool but i wasn't gonna listen to his music because i won't lie i was biased against him because of the news coming out about him to do with his activities <coughs> and stuff and i was yeah. quite you know in this day and age a lot of uh our favorite rappers have been outed as abuses or you know us and it's kind of a tough time to be a music fan right now because mm. you're, you're worried that tomorrow you get you see that your artist is this and you're like i can't I, I haven't played music out loud now because if i do it seems like i'm i'm in support of mm-hmm. of what you've done even if i'm not me playing the music will seem like I'm, for example, Nas, for yeah. example, which hurts him deeply. But um, what did Nas do? Nas basically, Khalees went on an yeah. interview to. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, and and that that that, that I don't want to segue away from the topic, but that troubled me because I was like, damn it, Nas, come on, man, come on. Uh, I think going back to XXX's passing. So again, let me let, oh, me, sorry, let me drop. Let me drop like mm. this is just two lines, yeah. I took a white bee to Starbucks. That little bee got her throat effed. Okay. Mud. Content-wise, not much different from everyone else, but. To be honest, and I, to be honest, that's not like that's that's wild, but it's not wild. If nah, you, but um, it, com- compared to people like Eminem and like Tyler, uh, like Tyler the Creator. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember um, Tyler. What did he say? Tyler Creator said that he would rape a pregnant lady and say he had a threesome. Wow, <laughs> that's, that's so mad. Bad. So my my thing. Wow, <laughs> God have mercy for real. Um, we all know Eminem's chat some really <laughs> rough stuff as well, but um, my my thing was and and you know hearing that and apart from the the whole issue of you know people all this gang stuff all this random stuff. So um, my my thoughts immediately went to his eternal existence mm-hmm. you know and the fact that like once once dead we know that you know it's upon it is appointed to a man to die once and after death judgment how well i guess i don't expect it from secular outlets but how much that is not the focus mm-hmm. like we're only here for a temporary while anyway everyone's going to die but once dead like I didn't find anyone talking about or, or even taking the opportunity to highlight the fact that after death, we don't enter into oblivion. There is life or death after death and how important that is. And I just found it interesting that no one was no one was talking about that at all. People, people talking about the hell aspect. <laughs> yeah, but not, not in the sense of like, literally, like, did this guy... Did this guy know who God was, or because I did hear about that as well, the him being changed, and I think I saw one video where he was talking about, you know, if some kids find hope in his life story, then you know he'll be happy, whatever. Um, 
but I I just found it interesting that no one's talking of no one's no one's focusing on that aspect the fact that you know we've only got a limited time here and it is important that we get to know who God is in order to not be you know outside where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth uh, in the end. Well, Peter, that that's uh, I, I can appreciate your 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 concern about that, but let's be very um, like frank with humanity in these situations, especially when the subject is someone like this. For example, when Paul Walker passed away, there was no national teeth. It was all, well, there was, but it wasn't on this level. It was more like I hope his soul rest in peace. He was mm. a good man, based off the character that we love him to be in a film. We mm. didn't know his personal life. We just mm. knew he left behind a daughter, and and that carried our emotions away mm. with this with um this this guy unfortunately all we ever saw of him was one particular narrative so when it came but to then i guess the question then should be should our thoughts go to that first should should we you know is that the right thing to th to presume you know it's all good if the person was good in this existence or in, in our understanding of it if it was good in this existence I, I'm, I'm with you i'm, I'm mm. not i'm not against your logic I mean, i'm just saying that when it comes to someone that has had given even the most quietest of people, any indication to believe he's good, they're not going to look at the heaven or hell aspect. They're not going to look at the life after death aspect. Oh, they're going to look at, no, like we sh it's never about his death aspect. It's just about why are we sorry for him based off what he's done. You know what mm. I'm saying? No one's looking at his after the afterlife situation. Mm. They, I mean, again, the most, even the most empathetic of people, Ooh, their head will be there before it, they, they come back to the spirituality side of things. You know what I'm mm. saying? We are always going to look at someone's actions to determine whether their the their afterlife is is going to be one way or another. Mm. Um, I'm not saying it should be the way, but that's what it is. And people are always going to look at those actions and say, "Okay, this is why we think we should, he's going to hell. Or this is why we think mm. he's going to heaven." With his character, his, what has happened with him mm. in terms of how the public are talking about him is nothing new. Mm. It is nothing new. Like, um, God forbid anyone else passes away naturally or unnaturally and has had the same history as him, the same argument will commence, mm. okay? You have two sides on, on Twitter. One saying, I can't be asked to talk to people who sympathize with him just because he passed away. Mm. Another side saying, but why are we focusing on the negative? Mm. He passed away, it's sad, you know what I'm saying? But and none of those sides are going into detail about the life after death or death after death, mm. um, uh, you know, conversation. Mm. Do you think it's hypocritical to for a person to say, um, how can you be empathizing that he's dead, and then have maybe a son or a brother who does the same thing and they die, and expect people to be empathetic for them? So X died, and people are saying, how can you empathize with with him doing thing? So, but but then if um someone that they knew had someone in his um, circumstance die of, of, of the same thing, would it be hypocritical of them, of them to expect people to be um, um, empathetic because it's someone that they know? Yeah, definitely hypo hypocritical. Um, I think... You know, I, I think... Oh, no, so, 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 so second part of the question, if it's hypocritical, then is that the mindset you should have with X? If, 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 if it was more personal to you, you would expect this kind of behaviour from... Yeah. I think what what I'll do is I'll go back to Peter's question and then I'll come back to yours because okay. I feel like Peter's question kind of got left. Um, and I think, so I think it's a sad state of society now where, um, well, it's a reflection of society 
depending on what what line of defence you're at. It's a reflection of society in the sense of um, your perspective on on the spiritual side. Um, our perspective almost immediately goes to the physical because that's what we can see. Um, and so as soon as someone dies, we we are like, oh, it's a shame for the physical loss, and we're almost focused on the physical loss. Um, so for instance, your you're of the inclination of the spiritual side as well. And so that flags up for you in the sense of what about the spiritual? Um, and biblically, we know that spiritually, this, the spiritual side is more real than the physical because the spiritual side is what's eternal mm. and the physical will pass away. Um, but unfortunately, not everyone almost thinks like that. And it, it's almost getting to the point where the majority voice is the unspiritual side. Mm. or the side that doesn't hold the same view that we hold. Mm. And so the vast majority of the voices we will be hearing mm. will be of, oh, he's gone. I'm just I'm going to make a soundtrack in his honour. Mm. Not necessarily the spiritual side. Um, I think it's worth making the point that my, my, my observation was for, like, for Christians, for us. Okay. Because the... <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> Latest observation is that she's eight. <laughs> yes, you're three. <laughs> um, because I think I saw one person post about it, um, the truth, mm-hmm. and his caption was literally like, "You know, seeing death side, this makes me wish I was closer to some of these guys to give them Christ." Mm. And that was the first thing that he he posted about mm-hmm. it. And that was my first thought. That was my first thought when Michael Jackson died. Mm-hmm. Was is he done? Whatever he done. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all his allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, Roberts quit allegedly. I'm yeah. just saying that it's, it's, it's a safer yeah, option, I'm, man. I'm just it's saying. a safe. But with all that said and done, the question is, do you know Christ? Yeah. Like for me, that's the first thing. And my question is for us as Christians: should that be our first thing? Because again, even with some Christian uh, guys that saw posting about it, it was again this talk of our oh, Twitter's wild and why are they talking about mm. this and the guys pass. But we kind of should know better. Mm. That's 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 where I was coming from. Yeah, is it wrong to be apathetic? Because when I heard that he died, I didn't and like I, I've known some of his past, but yeah. I didn't feel sad. I didn't yeah. feel that, justice. Is that there's nothing wrong with that? In general, you feel something you have a connection to. If you don't have a connection to it, it's okay. You're not apathetic. You just have no connection. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's a difference between apathetic is a choice. It's a choice. Um, it's more or less until it becomes second nature. In mm. which you have decided to not care and remove any sort of feeling for it because you've decided it just doesn't matter to you that much. Yeah. Until and, and apathy, if we're honest, yeah, you can't confuse apathy with just not having connection. It's not. It's not yeah. the same. Thing. And I think I think that then draws into or, or comes to your second yeah, question, question yeah. about the hypocritical yeah. person. And I was saying, I do think it's hypocritical, but I think that it's so subjective. If I'm standing closer to you, if I know you, if you've had an effect on me, then you by nature mean more to me mm. and thus your death i'm able to see other sides yeah with this guy some people and the other thing i, I need to say is twitter uh, social media is wild because everyone's got a megaphone so the only things you're going to hear are the wildest uh, and that's why those are the the ones that rise to the top those twitter fingers uh, <laughs> yeah no, I think so um just just to round off mm. my, my thought um i think it's oh I've lost my train of thought. Yeah, carry on. Finish. Twitter is wild. 
Everyone's got a megaphone. Wild, wild, wild. No, because that was a side note from what wild, I was actually wild, trying wild, to wild. say. So what I was going to say was, if you if you remember, just put your hand up. Mm. <laughs> um, so what I was going to say, why is mine trying to disappear as well? <laughs> um, no, it's not, hip- uh, I don't think, I think it's hypocritical to expect other people to feel sympathetic simply because um, that person's sphere of influence will feel some way in regards to the person's death. Um if someone passes away, it's not, even if I have no attachment to that person, it's a reminder to me that death is a reality. And it's a reminder to me that, yo, within this life that I have, I don't know when it's going to, it's going to end. And it's, it's almost a reminder for me to actually give myself to what I feel I need to give myself to, not knowing when the end is going to come. Um, and so for me, death is almost that reminder um, that this isn't all that is, that, that there's more, but still a reminder to make the most of what God has given me now. Um, so even um, Proverbs says that it's good for a wise person to be in a house of mourning. Because like it's there that we're reminded of these things. And so even if we're not sympathetic, I think it will still have some impact to a lesser, to a greater or lesser degree. Um, whether it's oh it's, that's a shame oh wow death is real so there's going to be some sort of impact in knowing that someone's passed away mm-hmm. but in terms of me feeling empathetic to that person's specific situation will very much depend on my connection with that person yeah. and so I can't expect someone who doesn't have a connection with my whatever who is in the exact same situation will be hypocritical so it's like Whitney Houston we mentioned Whitney Houston in a few podcasts um previous podcast where unfortunately due to drugs drugs kind of paved her way i don't i don't quite know how specifically she went um but we know that it was drug related or drugs was involved in the whole thing now you can't expect her influence was massive just and it's it spanned generations it spanned cultures it spanned um like countries denominate like whatever her influence was massive and so her passing had a lot of um like a lot of people felt it a lot of people there was a lot of empathy around it but then unfortunately the homeless guy who's a drug addict crack fiend crack fiend some people be like oh yeah good gone some people, some people, must, some people must have been like, um, to in Whitney's situation. Well, she saw it coming, or she deserved it, because blah blah blah. But it's just due to her, the amount of people who had a connection to her. A lot more people had a say, or had an opinion, or or, were, or felt something in relations to her passing away. But the random guy who's on the street, who no one knows his name. It's almost like that unknown person who's passed away. And so there's not going to be that many amount of people who would even know that a person's gone. And so for me to go riding around saying, oh, this person was on Croydon Street asking all of you for money. Now he's gone. People be like, good, the nuisance is gone. I can keep my change now. And so it's not going to give it to him anyway. And so it's the connection that they had to the person and the influence and stuff that the person had. So I think it's hypocritical to expect people to feel empathetic towards the person's passing. But I don't think it's hypocritical to expect people to be, um, for death, to have an impact on someone, whether for the good or for the worse. Because just the notion and the reality of death will have an impact on you. Final question of this segment. So let's say he didn't die, right? But he, he continued to live. He lived a life. 
is there any amount of good he could have done in the world to eclipse all of this stuff that's happened in his in his youth? Do you that's think? That's a very dangerous question. What it, um, why do you hand the mic to me for that? Um, <laughs> no, because like like I think to guys like um like um, like Malcolm X and how you know he he started life off with this like with a white girl and then he became pro black and all this black goodness. You see, well, we can't we can't equalize um on on <laughs> on struggles and and faults. Okay, so in my opinion, him being a white woman, that's his own decision. What his reasons were behind that, so I don't know those. So mm. I'm not here to, to weigh in on that. The situation with um, this artist is that um, he was, I'm going to use your word now because I guess it might be the right way to go about it. Um, he was allegedly an abuser. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know what else, but that's the main thing I, I know him to have been accused of being. Um, so we can't, the, the problem with any sort of wrongdoing whether it's a your abuser or not is that even if you reformed yourself truthfully for example let's take the situation twitter again Maya Jama got outed for her tweets right oh, Maya Jama what? Right? who's Maya Jama Storms Storms his girlfriend Storms his girlfriend but she's also in her own right a presenter and she's she, TV she personality yeah so let's <laughs> I, yeah yeah we have to be very wary guys like <laughs> no okay fair enough do you know do you know Maya Jama um, do you know of her <laughs> in Peter's defense, okay, he fair. thought designer was called a seamstress. <laughs> I didn't think. Wow. I didn't think he was called. I said it wasn't seamstress. I said it definitely wasn't seamstress. It was a word association thing. I was getting there. Oh, <laughs> you were far off though. Um, but yeah, uh, what was I trying to say? Yeah, basically, we're trying to see if people can um, do do right their wrongs per mm-hmm. se. Now, in the case of Maya Gemma, she got exposed for tweets. She had posted when she was younger and uh, um, arguably in a different mind state compared to where she is now um, a lot of her friends who know her now say that, that Maya's not that person anymore but the public were out for blood because um, a lot of women a lot of people who have been sufferers of those those words that she used back then said no one should ever use those words doesn't matter if you've reformed or not doesn't matter I was I was questioning the same thing does that mean that someone cannot outgrow their wrongs and rights mm. unfortunately um, well, f- here's here's why I think personally, you can forgive yourself when you know you're truly not that person anymore, and that's what you have to make peace with. Mm. You have to make peace with the fact that no one else owes you their mercy, apart mm. from God. No one else owes you. Uh, I forgive you. No one else, because if you keep living your life that way, even when you are truly reformed, you go crazy. You're not gonna free yourself. Yeah. You're gonna be literally in everyone else's um, pocket because you feel like I cannot move on without everyone else's mercy. But if you know that you've made steps to change. Whether you are an abuser or not, yes, you will continue to pay for your sins in some sh- shape or form in terms of people not accepting you or maybe the judicial system having a penance for you, maybe in terms of like um, community service um, or something. Or you, or you saw the tweets. Well, I just looked at uh, someone quoting them on, on thingy. So you see what I'm, you see yeah. what I'm talking about? A lot, and I, I, I mean, I don't know Maya, right? But um, of her personality that I've seen over in the last few years on, on Twitter I feel like she's a cool person and I definitely can't be that person anymore mm. but who am I to judge right I'm not a victim of those words that she used but those who are, who are and have been that liked her before those tweets came out have now changed because they're like wait so you are one of those people mm. I can't now we have to be careful that's where the cancelling thing comes in where we cancel people mm. I think it's a bit harsh but again who am I I'm not a vi- I've not been a victim of said actions mm. so until someone does something that makes me remember a time when I was a victim of that, I don't know how I'm going to act. I can only hope I can believe that when they apologize, they're not that person anymore. But I don't think you can necessarily keep waiting for public 
um, forgiveness. I think you have to forgive yourself when you know you've done the work to change and ask God for it. And hopefully he works in the lives of everyone else to, to, to make way for that um, yeah. um, penance, you know? I think that when it comes to people getting outed for their past sins, uh, it really depends on how they handle the situation to how I respond to them. If they are fully acknowledging um, what they did, why it was wrong, why they know it's wrong, uh, then it's different than people that come out and just say, it's all lies, it's all lies, I never did it. Um, I think with Maya, for example, calling out dark-skinned girls when she's light just goes to show the effects of colorism on our society, right? And I think what we should understand when people get outed and all our faves get outed for like their wrongdoing is how prevalent negative uh, connotations of women, actions, mm. society is, that nobody is safe, innit? Like we're not perfect, no one's perfect. Mm. So when people are getting outed for doing things, it shouldn't shock us mm. because they're human. Yeah. And so they have their own flaws. I'm not condoning their flaws. Yeah. I'm just saying that everybody should be reminded that people are human. We're just ordinary people. <laughs> if you're going to sing, can you, you use the right melody, to go. Like, come Mart. on now. I think as well, uh, are you, you going? Um, yeah, yeah, carry on. I think um, this, this isn't to give them like an escape route because I, I, I've, I've seen, I saw one woman who was talking reckless about, one white woman talking reckless about black people. Um, reckless about um, Megan and was it Harry? Shout out to Megan and Harry. Megan and Harry and talking reckless about she ain't ever gonna speak uh, sleep with no Negro. She actually used Negro. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that the woman that came on Good Morning? Yeah, to, is that from the UKIP. Thing? Yeah, UKIP. One, yeah, the UKIP one woman leaders. Yeah, and the guy, the guy that she was with, yeah, was trying to argue that there's a bigger issue. There's a, it's a, um, something that yeah, is underlining yeah. and blah, blah, yeah. blah, almost trying to allow her to escape that thing whilst um, trying to draw attention to something different. And I feel as though sometimes the celebrity individual is scapegoated to highlight whatever. It does, yes, it does reflect an underlining mentality or mindset or approach that is prevalent in a much wider context, but that person shouldn't be... So it is not right to be scapegoated, but it is right to be held accountable for what you're saying and how you've added to that conversation. Um, but in saying that, I agree in the sense of... Um, I feel your question in terms of um, can the person do something to right their wrongs in terms of what they've done in the world is tricky because how much reform can then make an abused person feel okay he's done enough to warrant my forgiveness because they're they're almost still living with whatever um effects it might be it might be um ptsd we don't we don't know how it's impacted them and so beyond that person's reform, they still might be living with the real... So let's take war, for instance. I know that Jamila is ready to... Let's take war, for instance. So two countries go, go to war. After the war, they've made peace. They're now shaking hands. But the soldiers who fought the war 
one still walking without one still walking without a leg mm. one still suffering with post-traumatic stress who hears an aeroplane going over his house and he runs underneath his bed like that is still their reality even though the countries have moved on beyond that if that makes sense so it's just, so then would it be okay for that soldier to go and snipe one of the people from the other country that's different and so it, it's my, my thing is in terms of wider connotations of that person's reform is very subjective to individuals um and in us or in us trying to say oh they've they've built five churches they've built two schools that's enough it's almost saying we're almost saying okay you don't have much say like your what he's done now has wiped away what he did to yeah, you sorry I don't, I, you know let james let james talk so I think I think it's subjective, but I also agree in a sense of so there is an element of you making peace, um, you making peace, and you reconciling yourself, and allowing knowing that it's then the other person's um, is in the other person's hands or grasp to to see how they will respond. Um, it's very tricky. It's almost like a pedophile going back um, who's being like, oh, I'm reformed, I no longer look at children or whatever, but the children are still very much suffering with that and it's going to go take go with them into further relationships. And how does then, is it appropriate for the paedophile to then try to reconcile that situation? How how can we try to do that? So, yeah. Jamelia? Um, what I was going to say is that for a lot of victims, what they want is justice. So it's not about the good you can do with your life mm. after mm. are you admitting what you did to me and have you received like punishment for mm. that but then is there ever enough justice it's not enough but at least you know that you've been believed and it's been held up and that person is paying for what they've done to you you might not agree with the amount of sentence they get I was on Twitter and one girl was talking about she's been in court for four years about this guy that raped her and he just got sentenced today. They have to relive that experience over and over again and get questions and interrogated about something they were the victim of just to receive justice. She was happy, not with the amount of time she got, but that he got, but that it was over and that he, he had, it, she'd got justice. So I think a lot of the times hmm. what happens in smaller cases like racism or discrimination is that people pretend that it wasn't that bad so like this week lord sugar put on twitter the picture of the footballers saying that are like i I remember these guys from marbella because like they're really resourceful and then he had the um football team and then like pictures of sunglasses and everything underneath them i remember that picture when he got called out for it he was like i don't know why people are getting offended it's humorous and I think a lot of the times what happens is people of, of certain status and power, they have racist views, they have discriminatory views and they think they can just go about popping up jokes like this. But now that we live in social media age, there's receipts in it. So people can like verify this is what you said. And then however many hours later, now he's making a fake apology to everybody that who, who was offended and people are calling on the BBC to treat him in the same way that they treated Reggie when he said them things about jewish people so bars yes bbc bars yes let's do that yeah yeah how about that so i think (laughs) for for victims because a victim needs to go through their own process of healing and restoration 
and a lot of the times that process will take can take longer than the other person being in jail or doing whatever um but i think at the core of it it's about that person receiving adequate punishment for what they've done and also them acknowledging what they've done a lot of the times they don't even acknowledge it I think, and answering your question as to what's what's can they do to, um, to, what's it called, to pay for or, or enough to amend what wrong they've done, as Jamelia said, I think it's all about the, <laughs> I think it's all about the, um, it's all about the victim. So w- if the victims are satisfied with whatever's happened or satisfied with. Um, their reform and all of that then he's done enough because the people that he's wronged he's uh, he's uh, satiated and I would go back to God where you don't just wrong another person you also wrong God as Joseph said how can I do when uh, Potiphar's wife came up to him tried to pull up on him he said how can I do this against my master Potiphar but also how can I do this against God how could so, you do it until the victim is satisfied and until God is satisfied with whatever they do to make amends, uh, they they haven't. Mm. Yeah. Ultimately it's not up to it's not up to human beings to forgive us of anything. That that's that's gonna be my standpoint on on any wrong, like even doesn't matter how big or small the wrong is. I've looked at pe- I've looked at things I've done uh-huh. to people and that people were offended for that I was like, wait, I I didn't do anything, but you took this to be an offense. And I might, some of those things that people have accused me of, I, I might still be in a position where I'm just like, I don't quite get it, but I've, I'm not the one to say, I didn't offend you if you say I've offended you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's for me to just say, look, you know what, I'm sorry. Um, even if I don't get it, I'll try and get it. But if I, if I know I'm sorry, and yeah, move on. And same thing for me, people have offended me, whether they know or not. And I've told them, like the, the forgiveness is up to me. By the end of the day, like what I'm about to say, by the way, if anyone listening, it's not saying that you should just get over your pain if you're going for a situation. But I, I read, I read a long time ago, and one of my favorite poets said, "Hate is a dead thing. Who of you would be a tomb?" And that for me was enough to to, re- to remove any sort of like anger or or um any kind of negative feeling I had towards people that have, had offended me or done something wrong to me. Because for me, it was like cool. I can't erase the action you've done, right? But the feeling I have against you is not making me feel any good, any right. better about it. So let me just, like... Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. If you ask let forgiveness, I... Don't, let's not even do that. <laughs> That's just cheesy as heck. But what I'm, trying to, what, I'm tra- what I'm trying to say is, at the end of the day, I'm not expecting them to lie on me for forgiveness either. You know what I'm saying? I'm hoping they can find their own peace in their own life and move on with it. Because the forgiveness at the end is not... You have to find. You have to forgive yourself as well, and then if you believe in God, talk to God. And, uh, God forgive me and help me reform my character, to, mm. so I don't repeat the same mistakes going forward. And same thing I would do if I had committed any wrong that I was aware of or not. So I'd be like, help me be aware of my actions going forward. Mm. But um, in general, the victims have a lot of. I would even call it hate. They're just scarred, okay. And if anything, they're scared because they're like, if it could happen to me and this guy gets let go, who else is it going to happen to? Are we then perpetuating the violence that we're trying to get rid of in society as well? So a lot of it is not necessarily hate, it's a lot of fear in terms of if justice is served, maybe things change in general. So sometimes they don't even want, like you hear of mothers who say to forgive 
the killers, the, of, the their killers of their sons. Mm. And in, in, in my heart of hearts, I, I love those women. I love those people who forgive them because it can't be easy. But at the same time, it's them saying, I don't wish for you to get your whole life thrown away, right? But at the same time, I need justice to be served. So I'll let justice be served, but it doesn't mean I want you to be in that position mm. where you're serving that punishment. Mm. But you have to set so the narrative on the, on the greatest scale changes. Yeah. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, so I think that sometimes women are, are more mad at the lack of justice than at the person who committed the crime. Yeah. Because the person who committed the crime probably thought they could get away with it because there hasn't been any justice served so far. You know, and the case in point, I, I won't give much details, but years ago I was in jury service for um, a rape a rape case and it it, it probably the, the worst case I could have been put on in, in jury service because I'm watching this woman break down giving her recount and this man and their stories matched up to a certain point but obviously at a certain part the, the stories go both ways right and they, were, they asked us to decide based off the evidence that's how you choose is there any irrefutable do you have any, uh, I forgot what the term is, but proof that this person was or wasn't the, didn't do this thing. And we couldn't convict him because there was, there was not enough in the evidence to say he definitely did it. And I felt, we all felt terrible. The whole jury felt like crap because it's like you're seeing her in court, right? And then you're also aware of, the, of, of society, how these things go. Knowing that you had a hand in possibly acquitting a rapist but because there was not enough evidence you couldn't send him to jail because then you'd be just using emotion rather than than facts does that make sense yep, yep. so like it, it's so mad so I, I'm, I'm almost empathetic on the side of the jury sometimes if there is one present where they, when, when, the, when the courts have not produced enough evidence because it's not enough to go off let's be honest it's not enough to go off him or her crying in court it's not enough. Mm. We can't use that. So it's like, it's so it's so tricky. So even, even him passing away now, there is no more court or jury for him. So a lot of women feel like they've been robbed. Mm. Right? Oh, so you think we should be sorry for him because he died, but at the same time, he never got to serve his time mm. for what we what they believe he did. The courts never got to, to find, uh, to reach an, an acquittal. Apparently he donated 100 grand to... Um, uh, women's abuse, um, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but that was never c- confirmed if he did it or not. Mm-hmm. But again, that's not to say that him donating that was to absolve him of his um, accusations. So it, it's so mad on both sides mm-hmm. that I, I personally feel like to be truly empathetic, we have to look at it to that extent. Mm-hmm. Why are you angry? This is why you're angry. But how do we, how do we help you move on from the anger, and how we do we change the narrative as a whole so that rather than just being angry and, and let's be honest the, the, the grieving party has always been women mm. in these situations black women especially but like yeah it's still, I could ramble on but yeah that, that's just what I want to say let's round it up oh five minutes left oh yeah 50 52 minutes oh man let's, let's drop the hookups 52 yeah yeah and I was about to have such a good second part of the thing oh I'll have to save it for another day alright well um, that's crazy We'll wrap up there. <laughs> Before we go, let's do some hookups. <laughs> that went by so quickly. It's weird. Do you guys mind if I put hookups on IGTV? So if you have something no, that you'd like to share, like a book or app or something that something so that's just, yeah, blessed us, sharing something that we've so enjoyed or anything like that. 
Okay, uh, can I go first this week? Yep. Wait, wait, wait. I'm putting it on IGTV. <laughs> He's so happy. <laughs> All right, go through, go through. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I can't remember what I'm saying. Hook up for this week. Um, it's a movie, a movie documentary, um, McQueen, about the life of the fashion designer Alexander McQueen. And um, I went to go watch it this week in the cinema. It was really good. It was, it was really interesting. Um, watching how he came from like being, you know, one of those like white lads from Stratford mm. to Stratford firm. He went from he went from there to becoming one of the greatest fashion designers of the world. He worked at Gucci. He worked at all these places, and it was like very interesting to see how he um, stayed true to who he was, mm. and like he wasn't any, he wasn't what you would think a fashion high end fashion designer would be like. And there was like a lot of controversy mm. surrounding like his art style and how he decided to do things. Mm. So like um, there'll be lots of boobies out showing out from from the models, pubic hair and thing. And like his and like, like his stuff was it was very striking. Mm-hmm. And he said that if it, if it didn't um, if you didn't leave like feeling something, whether mm. like excited or like angry or something, then he didn't do his job right. Mm. And it was just interesting watching his life, um, seeing the different accounts from different people. And yeah, he died. He died. Um, he killed himself the day what? before his mother's funeral. Rah. And yeah, and it was just interesting watching, watching him beat. He died before his mo- the day before his mother's funeral. And yeah, it was just it was just interesting seeing his life and him just being him, like regardless of where he was or who he, who he was about. So yeah, that's my hookup. McQueen, out in cinemas now. It's a cinema thing. It's a cinema thing. Ah. Documentary cinema thing. Speaking of which, one more, one more. Um, no, it's not. Um, they're, they're, they're doing another one with uh, Woody Houston. That one looks interesting. I think that's coming out next month, I think. Check it out, check it out. Who's next? I can drop. Um, mine is a pair of Sony headphones. Mm. <laughs> mine is a pair of Sony headphones um, in ear, and they're literally just like seven ninety nine on Amazon. Okay. Um, if they are the right pair of headphones, they're like the best in ear um head- headphones that I've gotten for under a temp- uh, under tenner. How's the quality? Dope. Sony, like I, I verify. Sony. If you can say Sony, doesn't be that is good. <laughs> on a general basis, like everything that I've gotten Sony has been good. Everything that I've gotten Sony. Mm. So yeah, cosine. That was just incredible. Senegal doing things. Uh, hook up. Um, you don't have to, by the way. If you uh, I guess this is a documentary series that uh, Dre, Dr. Dre put out with Jimmy Iovine called uh, The Defiant Ones. So definitely check that out. It's really good. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I believe so. It's really good. I think it's four or five parts. It's just incredible to hear their stories and the people that were part of the journey. And it helps you look at your journey. I'm not really big on like those kind of things to help me look at where I am and make me feel appreciative. But it was just beautifully made. And it kind of, you kind of get a bit more respect for some people in industry that you might have looked up to before or didn't look up to. So yeah, watch it and uh, be surprised and maybe even um, encouraged a bit. So yeah. Cool. James, are you going to give us one? I found it. I put it in the group. Um, Say hello. 
Mm, stage fright. Um, so my hookup is specifically for black women. It's called Black Girls Book Club. Say hello. Hello. Hi. Say how are you? Right, look at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no. no. Um, what's her name? Is she? What, Black Girls Book Club? Yeah. Oh, well, then you should definitely oh, check it out. They do events all over London. What do you want to say? Say, I like Play-Doh. I like Play-Doh. And I think it's really good. It is really good. Yeah. And it's cheap. And it's cheap. So have fun. <laughs> all right. I'm to hold it for you. Now, nah, selfie coming. Peter doing selfies? <laughs> no, before I see today. Seriously. My hookup is uh, Keone and Marie Madrid. They are a couple, but they're dancers. Um, so, do you guys know Kinges? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Kinges dancers. What the guy is one of the um, one of the Kinges. Is this the Christian guy that, and then his kids, his baby became Christian? Yes. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's part of why I love them. Favorite. Favorite couple, um, but they've released a dance book, an ebook, and it's a dance book, and it's dope. How does a dance book work? Yeah, it's, just, it's it's a it's like a dance it's like a f- dance film kind of thing, and they've done it in an ebook format. I just bought mine today. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works. It's the first of its kind. So like yes. so like so like you turn the page and, and like press play. Kind of, kind of, yeah. So it's 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 like that because it's an ebook, so you can get it on Google Books. But yeah, it's like forty five videos. And then obviously some written, some animation stuff, and it's really good. It's really good. Um, so check that out. But I've also got another hookup that I need to get out. The Keanu Marie book. It's called Ruth. I had to do that because that came out today. But then also Toby Nguyen Nine or something like that. He's a he's a rapper, um, and I got I only saw his stuff on Instagram. I think a couple days ago. And I've been banging it since. Like, guy is so dope. He was part of the BET experience. He's a Christian, um, and he's got a he's got an album called The Originals. Just dope. Just so dope. So dope. Like his way of rapping. He's got. It's almost kind of like mumble rap style. <laughs> no, not trust me. I put my trust me. Down. Trust me. <laughs> I, I hate mumble rap to like to a level where I don't care about anyone that does mumble rap, but. His style, the the music beats. I don't know. I say it's akin to Rumble Rap, except for man, guy is so good, so good. So check him out, um, Toby. I'll link him properly. But yeah, his wife's called Fat. He calls his wife Fat. She's just it's fat. it's just so dope. Yeah, it's just she's a tiny girl, but he calls her Fat. Oh. But guys, guys, oh man, oxymoron. Oh oh gosh, yeah. He's got a song called Day Ones. You guys need to listen to that, but I'll, I'll link it anyway. That's that's my hookup. Cool. Uh, thank you, Jamelia. Thank you, Jelade, for coming through to the podcast. Hi, Leia. Thank you for Leia as well. Thank you, Leia. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Where can we find you guys? I'm here, isn't it? <laughs> Man's global. Global. I'm here, isn't it? Exactly, wherever you're listening to it, he's wow. there. He's there. He's got the wow. whole world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I like Jay. <laughs> Gems. Gems, anywhere we can find you, anything? Wow. Um, Every now and again. I'm on Twitter. 
at Poetic Gems. <laughs> What's your name? Maya. How old are you? Say have a good day. Have a good day. God bless Bye. you. God bless you. Bye. Bye. Oh. See. Cool. Um, shout out to Rude for the intro outro music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash the Blacks and Furnace. No apostrophe on all good podcasting sites and apps. Are you happy, Peter? Yes, sir. The Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. <laughs> I appreciate the inclusion. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Um, email address tbsfurnaceatmail.com. Why do we have Instagram yet? Oh, we should. We should, shall we? Isn't it, part, isn't yeah. it just part of ordinary amazing? Ordinary can have an Instagram, but we don't. At the moment, I've just been putting stuff on my Instagram. Isn't your Instagram? Oh, it's BKPA. BKPA. Yeah. Like Casual. Cool. Well, anyway, I guess that's it. That's so, it. I guess this is the Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blau. Broken. <laughs>